Hi, I'm Frederick March. This podcast is all about where I go from fat to fit, from I am fine to I am fantastic, from failing financially to financial freedom. Join me and see how I learn all about me and how I pick. This is I am fit, just not yet. Hey everybody, how you doing? Okay, so this is my second podcast since I've started. So I'm just kind of uh, learning the process and getting things down and trying to figure out exactly what's the best way for me to uh, break the information down because I'm also transcribing this and making it into a blog. So I want it to be blog friendly as well as podcast friendly. So I want to be able to have uh, headers and break it down into the subcategories. So... Let me know if you like this process. I think it's going to work out pretty good. I have it broken down into three categories. So the first part will be the physical stuff, like uh, my weight, uh, my workout, uh, my food intake, that kind of stuff. The second part will be the outlook, which is my emotional state. And the last part will be in the dollars, which is my financial situation. I like it because it's P-O-D for pod, as in podcast. So let's just get right into it. Okay, so physical okay uh about a month and a half ago well let's say two months ago two months ago when i weighed myself i weighed 330 pounds and now that's down from what i used to be a while back but uh, i slowly been you know changing the way i think about stuff so i'm getting there anyway so as of this podcast i am 305 so i've lost 25 pounds and uh, I was looking for ways to keep myself motivated to continue to lose weight, to continue doing my process, to continue changing my mindsets and stuff. So I figured, hey, let's do a podcast and a blog and maybe I'll have people listening. They'll keep me accountable and I'll be able to just put it out there. Cool. OK, so at this point, uh, I, I am 5'11". Well, that's not going to change. <laughs> So I'm 5'11", and I am 305 pounds, and uh, most of my weight is probably around my belly. I actually have pretty wide shoulders. I'm a pretty big guy. Maybe the next episode I'll put actually what my measurements are, so I don't think it matters, but I'll just do it anyways, just so there's a better idea of my physical body. I am right now committed to working out uh, at least 15 minutes a day, five days a week. And also on top of that, I walk seven, uh, 6,000 steps. So I have a Fitbit. And so that tracks a lot of stuff for me. And I also input my food intake and all that kind of stuff. And uh, maybe every once in a while, if you go on my blog, I'll show photos of uh, what my daily uh, walking is and stuff like that, if I do really well. If I'm not doing so well, I probably won't show anything. Because, you know, I don't want to know too much. But you know, at the same time, I'm trying to be as real as possible. So some of the other physical things that I'm doing at this point is I stopped drinking coffee. I was the kind of guy who drank a pot of coffee every day and then some. And 
I had to stop. I just stopped coffee, not because it kept me up at night or anything else. I just figured, oh, you know what? It's probably something that I don't need in my life. And so although I want it in my life, it's probably not the best thing for me to have. So I just decided to stop. So I stopped cold turkey. Now, since I did that about a month ago, I have had coffees every once in a while. And so I'm I'm reestablishing maybe the possibility that every once in a while for a treat, I can have a coffee. It doesn't seem to be giving me any bad effects. I'm not having headaches or anything like that. So every once in a while, I'll have a coffee. Not the end of the world. Uh, I also gave up dairy. So I am having a little bit of cheese every once in a while and an omelet that I'd have in the morning. But that's pretty much all the dairy that I'm having. I'm not having any milk. I'm not having anything like that. And I also gave up sugar. Now... I believe without a doubt that I was addicted to sugar. Uh, My body craved it. When I stopped sugar, uh, I I, just so you know, a year and a half ago, I got diagnosed with diabetes. It threw me for a loop. I thought, okay, this is serious stuff. I don't want to lose my eyesight. I don't want to lose my feet. This is crazy. I don't want to die from this. So time to change. So I changed. At that point, I gave up sugar. But I substitute it with uh, Splenda. So I would have all my coffees that I normally have, all the sweets that I normally have, everything I normally have, I just threw Splenda in it. And so it made it sweet and I didn't have to. But I've come to a realization that that continuously using something sweet in order to placate myself becomes a addiction on its own. And it doesn't stop you from walking away from the taste of sweetness in everything. So you crave sweetness in everything. Even things that are not supposed to be sweet now, to me, want it to be sweet. So I had to walk away from that. I do have a little bit of Splenda every once in a while if I do have a coffee or if I do have a tea, that kind of thing. But I'm trying real hard to stay away from all that kind of stuff. Now, I have never smoked cigarettes I have never been a really big drinker. I drank when I was younger, but I wasn't a big drinker. So I never had to give up and get away and go to AA or, you know. But I could easily see myself going to Eaters Anonymous. I can easily see that. I eat emotionally. I have eaten emotionally most of my life. If I was happy, I celebrated with a meal. If I was sad, I got myself happier by eating a meal. I'm an eater. I love to eat food and I'm not stopping that. I'm just changing what food I'm eating. So I eat very little red meat, mostly chicken and uh, eggs and uh, some fish. I'm trying to be careful of the fish even because uh, mercury levels are high in some fish and I just don't want to go there. That's not a good thing to be having too much mercury, but Uh, I like fish. I don't like salmon. I like most other fishes. So I'm going to try to go that way a little bit and have some more fish in my diet. Lots of vegetables. Uh, I have gotten to the point where I am uh, making yogurt from uh, kefir. And mostly that's for my wife. It's not for me. I am also using water kefir to create a carbonated beverage with no sugar in it for myself to drink. That also has lots lots of probiotics in it that could help my digestive system which is important. Uh, 
a lot of my journey up to this point has been me looking into why I eat food the way I eat it and what 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 I get it from and all that kind of stuff. And I've learned that uh, I've just been using food as a an emotional trigger for anything else. Part of uh, my story, trying to get off the track a little bit here, I have a tendency to jump around a little. You may learn that about me. Anyways, follow along. Uh, my wife and I have recently been certified as life coaches and also as uh, NLP practitioners. I always get locked up on that pro practitioners. Anyways, so I'm learning about NLP, which is uh, neuro linguistic programming, which is really the programming language that we use to program ourselves either in the negative or the positive. Uh, most of the time we do it very, very efficiently without even knowing we're doing it. Uh, I believe without a doubt that I have hypnotized myself since a child, since I was a child. I believe that what you do is you take the experiences of your life, the advice of the people around you and that kind of stuff, and you make them solid in your mind. And if somebody says that you cannot do something, that becomes a somewhat of a reality for you and that becomes your reality and so you then have that as your belief systems inside and that is your automatic success mechanism i read a book called uh psycho cybernetics it took me a long time to be able to say that word properly psycho cybernetics anyways uh i read a book and that book talked about this automatic sex sex mechanism that we have in our system that allows us to be successful if we are have access to it and realize that it's there and use it effectively so i'm trying to use it effectively i'm playing these uh envisioning in my mind about who i want to be where i want to be and changing the way i perceive myself and then being very 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 conscious of my emotions and my actions so Talking all about that, let's get to the next one, which is outlook, which is my emotional state. One of the revelations that I had about myself, which is really funny to say, but I don't believe the majority of us know as enough about ourselves as we need to. I know I don't. And so my wife is a lovely person. She's very supportive. She's right there with me the whole time we're doing anything, exercising, work, fitness, changing our diet. You know, she doesn't need it as much as I do, as far as I'm concerned, but she will tell you the opposite. But anyway, every time I would do something and then I get that thing accomplished, being my wife the way she is, she would then be very, very supportive and say, you're doing fantastic. That's awesome. But then she'll say, okay, well, what about this? You got to make sure you got this in my, in mind too. And then she's right. But right away, I'd be like, oh. emotionally, I would just get upset. I would get frustrated inside. I would think, I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. And so that happened so often that I didn't even recognize that it was happening because it's just the way I felt, you know, and I thought I had no control over that. Wrong. You have all the controls about how you feel all the time. You just allow your emotions to run themselves instead of you running your emotions. 
So I had to go into a place of, you know, quietness and just going inside and trying to figure out, okay, why do I feel that way? It doesn't make any sense. I know that's not her motivation. She is not trying to knock me down and make me feel like what I just accomplished is not a success. She just enjoyed that success with me. She just encouraged me. But then when she would say something else, something would pop in and I'd feel like I wasn't accomplishing enough in my life. I'm like, what's that all about? So after digging into it, I had some memories that came to my surf- the surface, specifically on my wedding day. On my wedding day, we had lots of lovely friends and family around. There was four men that came to me at some point during the celebration and sat me down and said almost the identical thing. Now, I don't think they planned it, but they all said, watch yourself with your wife because once you start being doing anything and you get a thing done, you'll never, ever, ever have enough done for your wife. She's going to expect from you more. She was going to expect from you more. It doesn't matter if you just built her a house and everything is fantastic, the whole inside's out, and then she's going to say, well, what about the front lawn? It doesn't make a difference. You're never, ever going to satisfy your wife, which is not true. It's just what they feel because they are in that situation because they don't have control over their emotions because they like to feel whatever they're feeling and they're not even realizing maybe that they have a pattern because somebody told them that before. I didn't want to believe it, so I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it, but obviously it went in because it happened four times in one day. And so then... Ever, ever since then, I nodded without even realizing it, whenever she would then ask me to do something else, it doesn't matter what it was. It doesn't matter. Even just recently, the power went out. So uh, we have a wood fire stove. So I was going to put some wood in the stove and warm it up and maybe cook my breakfast on the stove, which I can do that if I, if I need to. I thought about doing that. But I was working out at the time. So I finished my workout. After I finished my workout, I come over and I sit down. I'm still breathing heavy. She recommends to me that maybe what I should do is put some wood in the stove so I can cook the breakfast. I had just thought that same thing. But instead of me just going, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Instead of that, right away, what happened in my emotions was, oh, uh, yeah, I'm just not good enough. I just finished doing a workout, which you know was hard for me. And I, I'm not even stop heavy breathing. And already you're asking me to do something else. <laughs> which is something I was planning on doing anyways. But that was the emotional trigger that happened with that situation. That's when I realized, okay, I had already gone in and tried to figure out why I feel this way. So I already knew why I felt that way. So I was already aware of the emotional trigger. So then I then at that point for the first time spoke about it with her and let her know what I was feeling and why I was feeling and what happened. It's interesting that once you see the pattern, you can stop the cycle. But if you don't even take the time to look at the pattern, you'll never stop the cycle. It's crazy. It's how many things in my life am I on autopilot? How many things in my life am I hypnotized to that are reactions to things that are triggers that may have nothing to do with my experience at all, but somebody else's experience who they packed in my bag. One of my analogies that I used in the first episode that I had was if you go to an airport and you didn't pack your bags, you're in trouble. That's somebody else's luggage in there. There's somebody else's baggage in that bag. You better make sure that you pack your own bags. 
And this life is a journey. And if you're not having walking around with your own bags packed and somebody else packed them for you, you're in trouble. <laughs> so let's unpack all this garbage that somebody else packed in our bags and repack it with our own beliefs, our own understanding of who we are, our own perceptions of our wives, not somebody else's wives. This is probably the most, as far as I'm concerned, interesting part of my podcast is going to be is this emotional digging, this finding out my outlooks, finding out my baggage, and then removing them from my luggage and trying to walk through my life without having emotional triggers knocking me off balance all the time. It's unbelievable. Like There's so many things. Food was an emotional trigger for me. And the only reason it was is because I was using food as an entertainment source. Food is not entertainment. Food is something to survive on, something to make you get through your day, to give you the energy you need to in order to accomplish whatever task you have in front of you. It's not whatsoever an entertainment source. Yeah, you could use it as an entertainment source, but when you use it as an entertainment source and it becomes your go-to for entertainment source, well then you have an emotional trigger to something that is not supposed to have an emotional content to it. Yeah, you can enjoy the food you're eating. That doesn't mean it's controlling your emotions. It means you're enjoying the flavor of something. And even if you are enjoying the flavor of something, maybe you need to look at why you enjoy the flavor. Like, why did I enjoy sweets? Why? And it's not anything against my mom or anybody else, but like, really, people in your life may have used a sweet, a cookie, a piece of cake in order to, we use it all the time. That's how we celebrate our birthdays with a piece of cake. That's how we celebrate. If you have a piece of cake, then you're celebrating. Well, then if you have a piece of cake every day, then every day is a celebration. No, that's not true. It's just you're having too much cake and it's not good for you. It's not good for me. So... I had to learn that. I learned that my revelation about who I am and why I eat what I eat and why I am 300 plus pounds most of my life. There was some times in my life where I wasn't 300 plus pounds. I remember when I was in my early 20s, I was actually lean and mean. And I was a dancer and I was a fighter and I was working hard and I was in good shape. I wore sort of 32 pants. Uh, back then, you know, and I was in good physical condition. But, you know, my perception of myself was that I was fat. I never, ever, ever saw myself thin. Even if I was, I didn't see myself that way. Because I always presumed that who I was is a fat, lazy, and never going to amount to anything person. Because that's what I was told over and over again as a child, not even realizing that it was being programmed into me. But I found the programmer. That's me. I know I can change the programming. I can make it different. I can give different associations, different emotions. I can now put a positive spin on working out. Now, I always liked working out. I liked the physical feeling of working out and the uh, situation afterwards. It felt fantastic. You know, I really enjoyed it. And then you feel great about yourself. But at the same time, you sabotage it because you'd have a perception of who you are in your mind. You are a fat person and you cannot be 
fit. And if you are fit, well, then you're going against everything you believe about yourself. So you sabotage yourself so you contain that fatness. So you are always the person you believe you are. And so you don't change it. But if you don't realize that that's your actual perception of who you are and then say, okay, I don't know, I'm longer going to be that fat person. I want to be fit. Just not there yet. Hence the podcast name. So I am fit. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. So the last part of this process would be uh, the financial stuff. I'm not ready to talk about it yet because it's really kind of up in the air. I'm not really sure what's going on. I work part-time in another job, and I have a few other things on the go at the same time. And, you know, it, there's not a lot to say about my financial situation right now. Uh, we struggle. We've been struggling since the beginning of our marriage, and it's no different right now than it has been our whole marriage. Financially, we're struggling. Uh, it's not like we're suffering. We... You know, we have a nice place that we live. We have a nice piece of land. We have to actually have our own chickens. We get our own eggs fresh every day. You know, I'm not doing this on a piece of garbage computer. I'm doing it on a nice computer. Listen, I'm not suffering. But we're not thriving. We love to help people. We started a backpack program to help the homeless. We love to do that kind of thing. We don't have the money to do that kind of thing. We like to have people come stay with us and we help them get it back on their feet and get off drugs and stuff like that. We can't do that as much because we don't have the finances to back that situation up. My, my, my background, also I've had nonstop issues with edu- not education but uh, employment my whole life. I had uh, issues with that. I have mindsets that I'm still working through. I have recently changed, uh, you know, paying bills was always like a struggle for me. Like, oh, I hate paying bills. I hate, but I've changed recently to start thinking that I don't hate paying bills. I get to pay my bills. I am privileged to be able to have a job in order to pay my bills, in order to get myself down the road and to get myself something better, to put tires on my car, to whatever I need to do. I'm changing that part of myself. <laughs> It's a process. I'm learning. Uh, my wife and I have recently started doing business coaching because we've owned a lot of little businesses in our life and we have a lot of techniques and you know ideas on how to uh, differentiate people in their business and you know even their personal life. And so we're in progress. So this is my chat. This is my chat I did today. For you. So uh, I know that sounded like I mumbled then because I did. <laughs> This is what I had to say today. So I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope that this in some way could help you with your mindsets. And uh, the next podcast, I'm going to put down a little more information about my physical fitness goals and probably going to do some more stuff about my emotional outlook because To me, that's the most important thing because if I don't change my emotional outlook, if I don't change the way I perceive the world, if I don't change the way I perceive myself, if I don't change the way I think about physical fitness and diet, then I'm going to go back into the same old patterns that I did my whole life, my whole life. I've been in the gym. I have had gym memberships for 30 plus years and I'm still 305 pounds. (laughs) 
so having a gym membership doesn't make you fit. Using the gym membership makes you fit. So be blessed. See you next time. Ciao.